0: News. It's one o'clock. I'm Vicky Wong. The headlines. The government is to ask LegCo for almost a billion Hong Kong dollars to invest in sports development. The chief executive says she supports writing Beijing's anti-foreign sanctions law into the basic law. And a mainland court upholds the death sentence handed down to a Canadian convicted of drug smuggling. The government says it will be seeking almost 1 billion Hong Kong dollars in funding from the Legislative Council, so the construction of new facilities for the Hong Kong Sports Institute could potentially be completed before the 2024 Paris Olympics, two years ahead of schedule. In announcing more efforts to boost sports development following the SAR's historic success at the Tokyo Olympics, Chief Executive Carrie Lam said the new 9,000 square metre building will include a larger fencing venue, sporting science and medical facilities, as well as more space for accommodation Mrs. Lam expressed confidence that local athletes will continue to excel in major sporting events. In the coming three years, I am sure that our athletes will continue to shine uh, in the various um, international and regional competitions, including the Asian Games to be hosted in Hangzhou uh, next year and also the uh, Paris uh, Olympics. DAB lawmaker Holden Chow welcomes the government's support for athletes but says there's still more scope for Hong Kong to put more resources into nurturing the entire sports industry.
1: I hope the government will be able to sustain that short of policy because it must be done in the long run. I think in the past, generally speaking, we have been urging the government to put more resources to develop the sports industry. But of course, it's never enough. If we compare to other jurisdictions, then still have a long way to go.
0: The chief executive also revealed that her administration has submitted its views on legislating against foreign sanctions to the central government. Speaking ahead of the weekly executive council meeting, she said she fully supports Beijing's anti-foreign sanctions law into the Hong writing Beijing's anti-foreign sanctions law into the Hong Kong's own mini constitution. She added that the national law, which will bring countermeasures against foreign sanctions, can either be implemented directly by Beijing, like the national security legislation, or imposed through local legislation. This time is a piece of national legislation, like the National Anthem Law. So we need to consider Hong Kong's actual situation when applying the law, Hong Kong's legislative framework and the necessary procedures. I'm leaning more towards imposing the law through local legislation to ensure it can be fully, effectively and accurately implemented here. But of course, it's all up to the National People's Congress Standing Committee. Ho Lok-Sang is the director of the Pan Sutong Shanghai Hong Kong Economic Policy Research Institute at Lingnan University. He says the intention or threat of the sanctions law was to encourage U.S. businesses to put pressure on the U.S. government to either drop or go easy on sanctions against China. He made the comments on RTHK's backchat program.
1: The pressure has to be put on the United States because their stakes in China, once they are sanctioned under these laws, the laws will be quite significant because a lot of these companies actually source their profit mainly from China and Hong Kong. And given that, I would say that these anti-sanction laws do have teeth, and I think they are a good move.
2: Does that mean that those companies will have to basically choose, will have to choose whether to...
1: I think they will have to put pressure on the U.S. government because it's just too much. If the U.S. imposes those sanctions and then China counters with its own sanctions on those companies that are following U.S. sanction requirements, then these companies are going to suffer tremendously if they have to comply with both then it really means that they will be out of China's market and the stake is just too big. So eventually they will have to put pressure on the U.S. government. And I think the, the turn of opinions in the business community in, in the U.S. recently has been
0: putting pressure on the U.S. government to not to follow that route. A mainland court has rejected Canadian Robert Schellenberg's appeal against a death sentence for drug smuggling. Damon Pang reports.
3: Schellenberg's lawyer Zhang Dongshuo says he appeared calm upon hearing the ruling through a video link from his jail in Dalian. Mr Zhang told RGHK he's not been able to contact his client directly and may apply to meet him next week to tell him of his rights. Another mainland lawyer Mo Xiaoping says China's top court must verify the ruling before the death penalty could be carried out. But the law doesn't specify how long the verification might take, and in some cases in the past, it has taken two to three years. The verdict on Schellenberg comes amid frozen relations between China and Canada following the arrest of Huawei's Meng Wanzhou almost three years ago. The Canadian was originally given a 15-year jail term, days before Ms Meng's arrest. After Beijing warned of unspecified consequences unless she was released, Schellenberg was subjected to a retrial and a court in Dalian sentenced him to death in early 2019.
0: The United Nations has warned that the global temperature is expected to reach or exceed 1.5 degrees Celsius of warming on average in the next 20 years after they issued what they called a Code Red for Humanity. The international body published its Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change report yesterday, which said intense rainfall and droughts will be impacts caused by climate change. Leung wing Mo, the former assistant director of the Hong Kong Observatory, said it's possible two severe droughts may occur within this century.
2: Drought is definitely a city-wide, it's not, it's not even city-wide, it's a region-wide. When a drought occurred, it will be very likely that Hong Kong will have very little rainfall and even South China, in particular Dongjiang River, w- which supplies us the most of the water, will, will be suffering from drought as well. So it will be a regional uh, phenomenon. So a lot of thousands, not, not thousands, millions of people will be affected if a drought were to occur.
0: Mr Lang says carbon emissions have been reduced because of the pandemic as travelling has been severely restricted and economic activities have been reduced. But the result has not been significant enough to have a positive impact on the climate.
2: We are still seeing rise in the carbon concentration in the atmosphere. So it helps a little bit in a very harmful way, but uh, we should keep the lowering of the carbon emission much more drastically. And that kind of effort has to be sustained for decades because the mission right now is that we have to achieve zero carbon emission by the middle of the century, which is 30 years from now. It is a daunting task.
0: The operator of one of the government's COVID-19 vaccination centres says slots made available for the elderly have not been used up and he hopes this will improve after a walk-in scheme is extended to those aged above 60. From tomorrow, the age threshold for vaccination walk-ins for elderly people will be lowered from 70 to 60. Town Health Medical Group's Aries Leung said on RTHK only around 100 elderly people a day have been taking up the slots, but he hopes more of them will be getting inoculated after the scheme is expanded. The Department of Defense in the United States plans to make vaccination against COVID-19 mandatory for all military personnel. The Defense Secretary, Lloyd Austin, said the Pentagon was seeking presidential authorization to implement the proposal no later than mid-September or earlier if the Pfizer-BioNTech vaccine is given final approval by the country's drug agency before then. The man leading America's anti-COVID effort, Dr. Anthony Fauci, said he thought it was the right thing to do.
3: When you're dealing With a pandemic that has already killed over 615,000 Americans and over 4 million people worldwide, that is a situation that is unusual. And when you have an unusual situation, sometimes you have to resort to things that are unusual.
0: The World Health Organization has confirmed the death of a man in Guinea from Marburg virus, a hemorrhagic fever which is often fatal. It's the first time the virus has been identified in West Africa. This report from the BBC's Vivian Nunes.
4: Marburg virus disease is
0: transmitted to people from fruit bats and spreads among humans through the transmission of bodily fluids. It's a severe, often fatal illness that causes fever and bleeding disorders. Samples taken from the patient in Guinea who has since died were tested in the country's laboratories and returned a positive result for the Marburg virus. Dr Matsi Diso Moeti from the World Health Organization said the virus had the potential to spread far and wide. Efforts are now underway to find people who may have been in contact with the man. A lawsuit has been issued in New York suing Prince Andrew, a member of the British royal family, and accusing him of historical sex abuse. In a statement, Virginia Roberts-Jaffray said her civil suit laid out in detail how she'd been trafficked to the prince by the disgraced American financier and convicted paedophile Jeffrey Epstein when she was 17. The BBC's Nader Torfik has this report. Virginia Roberts Jaffray is suing Prince Andrew under the Child Victims Act, a landmark New York state law that opened a one-year window to sue over alleged sexual abuse, regardless of how long ago it occurred. That one-year window ends in just a few days. Her legal team warned that a lawsuit would be filed if Prince Andrew did not agree to discuss a negotiated settlement. Their most recent letter, sent last month, had gone ignored, according to her lawyers. Ms. Jaffray said she did not come to this decision lightly, and knew the action would subject her to further attacks. She said Jeffrey Epstein forced her to have sex with the Duke of York when she was just 17 in London, New York, and the U.S. Virgin Islands. Prince Andrew has previously denied all of the allegations. A short time ago, the Hang Seng Index was at 26,363. That's 78 points up on the previous close. Turnover stands at $83 billion. And in currencies, the US dollar is trading at 110.3 yen. The euro is standing at 1 US dollar and 17 cents. And the pound is worth 10 Hong Kong dollars and 77 cents. In sports news, twenty-four hours after an emotional farewell press conference to confirm his departure from Barcelona, football star Lionel Messi is believed to be finalizing a move to France to link up with his former teammate Neymar at Paris Saint-Germain. The imminent move of the six time Berlin d'Or winner has prompted fans to gather in both cities. Here's the BBC's shojo Shaka.
3: Many Barcelona fans have been outside his house, some outside the club's training centre, hundreds outside the camp now. Some fans quite angry. There's even one story being reported about a lawyer who is a Barcelona fan apparently writing to the European Commission to claim that PSG's financial fair play situation is worse than Barcelona's and therefore they shouldn't be allowed to sign the player. Don't think the claim will go anywhere, but it gives you a flavour of the level of opposition to Messi leaving Barca. Meanwhile, over in France, PSG fans have been gathering at airports in Paris and also at their stadium, the Parc des Princes.
0: French reports say Messi will wear number 19 for PSG and will be presented at the Eiffel Tower today. Meanwhile, there's been more bad news for Barcelona. Their Argentine striker Sergio Aguero is out for 10 weeks after injuring his right calf. Aguero joined Barca from Manchester City last month with hopes of playing alongside Messi. The Spanish league season starts on Friday. The Italian champions Inter could be on the verge of losing two players to the English Premier League. Chelsea are very close to sealing a return for Belgian striker Romelu Lukaku for a club record of 135 million US dollars. Tottenham are being linked with an 83 million dollar move for Lautaro Martinez. Inter have already sold winger Ashraf Hakimi to PSG. Italian football expert Mina Risuku says the imminent transfer of Lukaku is bad for Italian football as a whole. This is Devastating, absolutely devastating for Inter, for the league in general, because the whole point of it being so fun to watch over the last few seasons is the competition, is Antonio Conte creating this beautiful team with Inter, Romelu Lukaku, Ashraf Hakimi, Lautaro Martinez, and now two of those big three have been sold. And Christian Eriksen is obviously... Not really in, in, a, in a great position to come back. Obviously, for health reasons, might never come back. So it'll be interesting to see what happens there. But that looks like it's done. But from the Lautaro Martinez, I don't think so. The Slovenian NBA star Luka Dončić is, is set to sign a Supermax 207 million US dollar extension with the Dallas Mavericks. The club will announce the five year deal today in a virtual news conference from Slovenia. Dončić will be featured alongside Mavericks owner Mark Cuban and club legend Dirk Nowitzki, who also made the trip. Meanwhile, Golden State, Chicago, and Miami have been amongst the busiest teams in NBA for free in NBA free agency. Here's our U.S. sports commentator, Ray Jovanovich.
1: Well, two things with respect to ex- contract extension. Steph Curry once again becomes the highest paid player in American sports. $54 million, think about that, per yeah. season for the Golden State Warriors. He signed a four-year deal. Damian Lillard also signed an extension, $49 million U.S. dollars a year. They match essentially... Uh, Uh, Patrick Mahomes and his $50 million contract with the Kansas City Chiefs in the NFL. Finally, the Chicago Bulls made a big splash as well. They picked up DeMar DeRozan, uh, adding that to Zach Levine, a couple of other players. The Bulls looking to get back into the playoffs. And finally, your Toronto Raptor, Kyle Lowry, on the move down to Miami, a very different venue for him.
0: To the weather forecast, mainly cloudy with occasional showers and thunderstorms, a top temperature of about 31 degrees with moderate south to southwesterly winds. The outlook, there'll be more showers tomorrow, but it'll be brighter and hot in the following couple of days. Currently at the observatory, it's 30 degrees, with the relative humidity now at 86%. To end the news, the top stories once again. The government is to ask Ledgeco for almost a billion Hong Kong dollars to invest in sports development. The chief executive says she supports writing Beijing's anti-foreign sanctions law into the basic law and a mainland court upholds the death sentence handed down to a Canadian convicted of drug smuggling. The news from RTHK.
3: touch public items covered with viruses and bacteria. When we touch our eyes, nose or mouth, the pathogens can enter the body. Health is in our hands. To prevent infection, follow the seven hand cleaning steps. Rub hands for 20 seconds. Rinse thoroughly. Dry with a clean cloth or paper towel. If you can't wash your hands and they aren't visibly soiled, use an alcohol-based hand rub. What if our hands get dirty again? Clean them properly. For a safe and healthy living environment, owners should not alter the drainage systems of buildings on their own. They must ensure proper maintenance of drainage pipes and should appoint qualified professionals or contractors for regular inspection and arrange early repair if seepage or defects are found. They may apply for loans or subsidies from the Buildings Department and the Urban Renewal Authority. Visit bd.gov.hk for details. You ready to rewind? Tune in Saturdays from noon to three, right here on Radio Three. Classic. For some classic Michael Lance, bringing the past to the the present. present. A little something for everyone. Classic rock. Guaranteed to take you back. And of course, some good old country. So join me for some classic Michael Lance
0: saturday from noon to three on radio three
3: you can't touch this
0: Welcome to The Common Room
3: with Alison Howe,
0: where you find inspiration. We are a youth organization empowering young people to reach their full potential in Hong Kong. Career insight. I am an international chocolate judge and
4: also an international chocolate taster. And plenty of entertainment. Hello, Hong Kong. This is Luis Capaldi here. I'm Dua Hello, everybody. We're Maroon 5. Stay tuned to Alison Howe.
3: Hey, this is Lady Gaga. What's up, Hong Kong? This is Lao. Stay tuned to Alison Howe. Come and hang out with us in the common room. Weeknights
4: at 9 on RTHK Radio 3. Hello, happy Tuesday. I'm Billy Clark. You're tuned into RTHK and I'm sitting in for Noreen on this Tuesday, 10th of August. quite a wet one out there. I hope everyone's feeling good. It's been a weird start to August, middle of the year. don't know if it's global warming or what, but it's just been raining non-stop. And when it's not raining, it's just really humid and waiting to rain. Whatever you're doing, whatever you're up to out there, I hope you're keeping dry. I've got loads of great music up ahead for you. This one playing in the background, Booker T and the MGs, Green Onions. Slicing up my green onions is from 1962, well ahead of its time. Later on, got a bit of the Verve for you, Simon and Garfunkel, The Police, Sting doing his thing, and a bit of Blue Boy as well, and loads more on the way. Of course I'd like to hear from you Feel free to get in touch If you want any song requests Or recommendations Or messages I could possibly read out for you RTHKBilly at gmail.com RTHKBILY at gmail.com Later on, coming up after 2 We're going to be talking to Andrew Dempina. Because it's Tuesday, Tuesday Tuesday, he's going to be talking about all things dining and drinks The latest news in Hong Kong from the dining scene. We'll have to see what he's been munching on. So stay tuned for that. So whatever you're doing, sit back and relax. Let the music soothe your soul. And have a good Tuesday.